Trimming it back yes. is going to make it look bigger. My dear, dear friend, Ed Daly has the gall. What do you say? You want to crack a couple beers and hit the shower with me? Just catch your boss doing coke. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here. Stoked you're joining us. Episode 73 of the program. Very, very happy that you involve yourselves. Very, very happy that you're hashtag team current episode. Although I'm happy if you're catching up. If you like to binge these things five at a time, I'm happy with that too. Um, as always, the email address, I like to give out all the ways you can contact us at the top of the show. You can email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Facebook, uh, just search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Um, and that's a good place to sort of interact with the show, especially this week was good because there were, we post a lot of links. There's a lot of stuff that we talk about there that we don't necessarily talk about here. So get involved, like find us everywhere you can find us. And that includes iTunes, subscribe to the show on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, everything that is involved with being an active podcast listener and early adopter of the sports show of record among the uh, amongst the other things that we are the show of record for as well. Uh, joining me now, as always, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, sir? I have a few quick points to make and questions for you, but the, it was going to be two things and then a third one. Ten minutes ago, I got a Facebook friend request Uh-oh. from a goddamn baby. No, Some ba- somebody I went to high school with had a baby. Oh my god. And sent a fucking Facebook oh request. My God. Are you going to shame this person? <laughs> this person is not shaming. I'm not. And it's, only- it's not even legal for a baby. You can't. You're not allowed to be on Facebook till you're 13. FYI, baby. Hey, baby. So I'm assuming this is just a vehicle to show shitty baby pictures. Yes. I mean, like, I'm not even. I'm not even. Like, maybe I talked to this girl 10 years ago. Right. And like, I'm at a reunion. No. uh... She was uh, a little older than me, but oh, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, we we, yeah. we have no relationship like no. that. I mean, nobody should have any relationship like that. If my sister sent me a friend request from from her baby, I would disown my sister. Yeah, of course. This is Absolutely. not good. You're not this you're not close enough friends with anyone for that. That's who who gives a shit about that? I, exactly. There's not one interesting post that could come from that. Well, what the fuck does a baby need a Facebook page for? Like, you're going to no. post pictures of your stupid baby on your stupid Facebook anyway. Right, you know? exactly. She probably knows you have her hidden. Yeah, that's right. I saw you, I saw you hide me. Yeah, you need exactly. to see this, this little picture of her and her new booties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super annoying. Okay, go fuck on. Fuck you and your baby. All right. Yeah, F that another baby. Th- another thing with Facebook... Uh, I'm seeing a bunch of petitions for this Silk Road guy. I don't know if you've seen this or paid attention to this. Um, this this guy who was trying he's, to create an online, or, uh, yeah, online marketplace. He's called free- Ross Ulbricht. Yeah. Well, he mm. named himself his his like code name 
was named after a Princess Bride character. I know. And, like, that's the first red flag. Huge. But people are saying, oh, you know, this is better than going into a crack house and doing drug deals there. And I'm hey, listen, people want to change what the narrative is, that this guy shouldn't be in jail just because, you know, he's trying to change our drug policy. He, he ordered multiple executions. That's right. That's right. That's the thing. I am. I would agree, Ed. I'm all for the availability of drugs for everyone. Like, I'm I, not gonna. I I'm not gonna you, sweat I'm, somebody for for making it so that people can do drugs. I don't care about that. But yeah, I don't I mean, care whatsoever about drugs. Right. And and obviously, we've got a very draconian drug policy, sure. and the war on drugs needs to end. But concur. But that also that website also arranged for. I mean, if you're just allowing free marketplace. Anonymous marketplace, sex traffic, yeah. like child sex trafficking See? was going on. Got to draw the line, dread have, pirate Roberts. Yeah, douche. Also, like, get it, you know, Red Dawn, or like, get a cool movie to get your name from. Dread, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's a, like, that's, you know, but, but, I saw that movie when I was a kid. It's okay. You know, I wouldn't, I don't know any of the characters' names or anything. Like, calm down, guy. I mean, Andre the Giant was in it. That was pretty cool. Other yeah, than that. You, you could be Andre the Giant. You yeah. can't be some... Code name from that movie. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Be Andre the Giant. That's way cooler. Okay. What else? What's the third thing? All right. So as you know, I was going to a wedding this weekend. This oh, yeah. past weekend. I believe you. Well, you introduced something to the lexicon that I was not aware of. You oh. said you were going to that wet wedding and you were going to prefontaine it. Yeah, that's right. That nope. means you you were getting not, out of the not blocks, pacing, not pacing you, myself, right? Going hard, That's going right. hard out of the gates, going straight straight out of the block. As soon as the starter shoots his gun, you're mm. racing over to that open bar. Okay, tell no, me about it. Just, I'll fight through the pain. I'm just going to keep going. Um, go, now, some guys went barefoot back then. You would not do that. You would have your running spikes on your Nikes. I'm no Zola bud. Okay. I keep the shoes on. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Um, so there was a cocktail hour. Um. But I don't even know if it lasted an hour. Then we they say, okay, please, you know, they usher you into the main room. And the cocktail hour is the best part of the wedding because you get right. past hors d'oeuvres, you're drinking, and it's like it's not as forced. You're not sitting at a table. I like the cocktail hour too. Here's the problem with the hors d'oeuvres. It's like three things 47 times. Agreed. One of them was pretty solid because when you're at a wedding, you're thinking, fuck it. I'm, I'm not worrying about what I'm eating. I'm going to have crab cakes. Yeah. You know, like, but they had – Cheesesteak egg rolls. Shut up. It was pretty fucking good. That sounds pretty good. Okay, it was. continue. Yeah. All right, so they, they usher you into the other room, and then the, you go there, and the, there's no bar open in this room. It's a country club, perfectly mm-hmm. nice place, mm-hmm. no bar open. I, I picture like, it, yeah. They're like, uh, hey, you know, wait till the introductions. The bar's not going to open until they're finished with everything. Uh, I've been do. through this. I've been they through this before. Introductions. And that included, like, my 92-year-old grandmother getting introduced, which it's going to take her a while to get to her seat. Oh, that's what – no, no, no. You you introduced the wedding party. You don't introduce the family. They were introducing everyone. Like, like every, like, extended family and wedding party. But, like, everyone's getting their individual introduction. Uh. Then it's like, oh, we're still not opening up. They're going to have the first dance. Then you're going to have the father. Father, daughter. Daughter. Then a separate dance. That's where the father, like, it's real awkward because the father's, like, hands off his daughter to right. the groom. He's like, all right, hey, my daughter, right. you can have this pussy now. Here's this That's pussy. Right. Here you That's go. That's right. 
There's a lot of sex going down tonight with yeah. this girl. You ready right. for some pussy? Here it is. Here's some pussy. I made this pussy for you. Have it. Go on. Then the mother-son dance. Like, they couldn't mother, do it together. Son. Yeah, it's like, what? No. So we got that. And, and listen, people were getting jittery. There, there was no booze to be had. It was, it was not good. And even, like, I think uh, maybe it was my grandmother. She just wanted a club soda. She just wanted something. She was thirsty. She, she was thirsty. And they're like, in. sorry, sorry, we can't. We can't help anybody out here. You, you're going to wait till it's over. Then the maid of honor speech, which is the worst part of every yeah. wedding, because yeah. there's there's never been a good one, not yeah. one. No, it, you, I don't give thing. a fuck about your trip to the mall when you were twelve. Yes. Keep it short, bitches. Like oh, one minute, worst. one minute, maybe two. Then the best man speech. You think, yeah. well, at least maybe it could be funny, but at this point, the. the the booze has worn off everyone, and yeah. you're just you're just waiting for a short. It was a real long one. Then the guy had two fucking best men. Uh, so the next guy gives a speech. Uh, and this here's is, the problem: they give you one glass of champagne, and you're toasting to every one of these speeches, and you're running out of champagne. Like you oh, do yeah. have a little bit of booze there, but it's not enough to get you through all the speeches. And the champagne tasted like fucking toilet wine. It was yes. so sugary and gross. Right. It was not good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think everyone should know, anyone who hasn't been married yet and is listening to the show, keep the booze open. Yeah. Open bar. Or you let people know, hey, you have somebody walk around, a coordinator, the, the staff, and just be like, look, they're going to bring you guys all in in a minute. There's going to be speeches Maybe stock up. Like, go to the bar, get That's two right. hurricanes. Somebody give you a heads up. Yeah. Get, get, get a mixer. Just serve the food at that point. I mean, everything. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody really cares yeah. about any of these speeches except for, like, three people. This, this goes – this is good advice to anybody having any kind of event, wedding or anything, podcast, anything. You got to keep things moving. Like, no, people get bored. We have very, very, very fucking short attention spans these days. You got to keep things fucking moving because people get bored. And if you're, if something's going to go a while, you need to give people alcohol. Right. That's the rules. Right. Cause that can change a little bit. You know, people can be a little more patient when they're, when they're drunk. Did you, I need, I need an update on now. I know I was telling, I was telling my better half, you were texting me a bit from the wedding. And I said, oftentimes Ed Daly and Mrs. Daly will won't attend weddings together. One will just go without the other. Was that the case for this wedding? I fell on the grenade all by myself. No. I love, I love And it was a family wedding. It wasn't like oh, one of your college weddings. Well, I wasn't going to dream. I mean, first of all, there's, there's a lot wrong with – we would have to pay for babysitter forever. Yeah. It was, yes. The wedding was in South Jersey. Right. And, you know, she travels a lot. She doesn't, she doesn't need the uh, – No. She doesn't need to be away from the kids. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, fuck that. No, no. Yeah. we we do we do as many solo as possible, and we already got like a save the date. And I'm already thinking like, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna bring this wedding up that I didn't make her go to it, so I don't have to go to it next right. May. Yes, <laughs> yes, good for you. No. I would say at this point, less than half of the weddings we're did, going to. Did together. you get on the dance floor? Was there Dan- any dance with my mom? <sighs> what? Little little sun- summer wind, yes. and then that was it. Yeah, I danced. I danced one slow dance with my mom. Told her I loved her, and then went back. My brother-in-law is a good boozer, and we yeah. just we just hung out by the bar. Prefontained it. I love it. Okay, yeah. excellent. All right, uh, let's get into some voicemails. 
Uh, this week, we Chris in Maryland, who is not Christ. briefed, he, he reached out to us. My dear, dear friend, Ed I, Bailey, I, I has the gall I, just, <laughs> to yes. talk about Sir Paul McCartney. Yes, no, that was a few emails ago, okay. but voicemails ago. He, he left us a, a, a voicemail, and I'll just sum it up for him. He wants to know if it's okay for a guy to drive a Miata. Ed? No. Yeah, I pretty much got to say no. Well, especially a convertible. Any kind of convertible. I used to have this boss. I used to work. I used to do public relations for a big, major, one of the big automotive companies. As, as But on the agency side. I didn't work for the company, but I was worked for an agency that's only client was this big automotive company. Okay. And the guy was a small agency, and I used to have to go to meetings. And the guy I worked for, the guy that owned the agency, he thought he was a fucking, he thought he was hot shit. The cat's pajamas. And he, this fucking asshole, it wasn't a Miata, but he had a goddamn convertible. And this son of a bitch. So would, proud of himself, right? Would, and this is every fucking asshole that has a convertible. He would make me get in his convertible and it would be fucking cold. And I know, I know you realize this. I've got fucking a beautiful head of hair and it doesn't, it doesn't just, I don't just wake up in the morning and just go to fucking working. This hair, it's got got a lot of curl. I got to kind of have to put a little product in it and kind of push it one way. Rome wasn't built in a day. That's exactly right. Like, you know, I'm not bust out a blow dryer guy or anything, but I get up, I get a little, when it's wet, I put a little shit in it and I kind of fucking squeeze it all over to one side. Yeah. And just get ready to undo all that. Yeah. This cocksucker would make me get in his fucking convertible and he'd have that top down and it was like Uh, near the beach and it'd be fucking freezing. And I, I would be literally like hunched over trying to keep my fucking hair out of the wind. And every time I see some asshole driving a convertible with his chick, the the chick's always got trying to tie her hair down with a scarf (laughs) or fucking hat. Just put the goddamn top up on your car, asshole. You're a fucking asshole. Everyone around you knows you're a fucking douche. Everyone's praying for rain. Everyone who sees you is praying for rain. Absolutely. Your girlfriend fucking hates you. She hates that her hair's all fucked up everywhere you go. (laughs) Just get a fucking car with a top. Nobody gives a shit about you. Fuck off. Um, And yeah, same. Miata, any kind of convertible. I'm I'm anti any of those. So Yeah. Next. Another one that I'll just summarize. Reed in Houston, who is might be my favorite voicemailer. (laughs) Because loves loves playing golf. He loves to play golf, and every week he leaves us a voicemail that somehow <laughs> devolves into something that he's done on the golf course. <laughs> he was in Alabama playing golf. He was in Louisiana, um, maybe Louisiana. He golf's all over the South every weekend. The guy's got a great life. I don't, I, you know, I don't judge. I'm, I'm, I'm envious of him. This week, though, I was shocked. He left us a voicemail. He's very concerned. That Texas, where he lives, is now going to allow the open carrying of firearms. Which I was shocked that there's a Texas, there's a Texan somewhere that that supports some form of gun control. That was well, absolutely yeah. shocking. Shock, shocking. A couple things shocked me. I was shocked that it wasn't already legal to carry sidearms in. Texas, because it's legal in some states. I it mean, is in Arizona. Yeah, I know it's legal in Arizona, and I think I think there's other places that it's legal as well. Uh, I assumed it was already legal. I didn't know 
Texas is like its own republic. Like they're, they're their own country. They can do whatever the fuck they want. So I was shocked that it wasn't already legal. But I was more shocked that there was someone in Texas that would be concerned about it becoming legal. I, I applaud Reed on this one. I can't, I can't think of a worse idea than to make guns more readily available. And, and like, just think of how poorly people behave yes. with any sort of adversity. There's a lot of stupid motherfuckers out there. Well, most, we don't most want people them having more access to guns. Most people are dumb. Right, most people like you were all. You're all, don't worry. You're always going to be able to get a gun in this country, but let's do what we can to keep them away from dummies. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but but also Reed Reed and Houston's big concern about people <laughs> being able to carry sidearms yeah. is what if he's at the golf course and he <laughs> he shanks a drive and he does and and it rolls up on somebody or God forbid hits somebody. And that guy is armed. Like, what the fuck is he going to do? And I mean, it's a legitimate concern, but I just love that Reed and Houston, whose calls all involve golf, has turned this one into a the, – the, the question of open carry in Texas is actually just a golf question for Reed I and imagine, Houston. I imagine when he goes to sleep at night, his dream sequences are like the Lebowski, but it's at bowling pins. It's just guns. I mean, uh, golf balls everywhere. Yes, yes. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell. I very much enjoyed your voicemail read. I don't think that the open carry laws in Texas are going to affect you on the golf course any more than they have to this point, but let us know like, yeah. if, if you, you run if you into get, something. Yeah. If you get shot, please call in. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. And then Ed, we have, we have this guy. I know this guy from Twitter. Sometimes he comments on he he reaches out on Twitter. This guy goes by the handle of Comanche Poon. He lives in Nashville. <laughs> reference to the great the great movie Fletch. Although I would argue, and this might get me some hate. That was Arnold Arnold Poon, right? Uh, that that this 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 might engender some hate. If you go back and watch Fletch today, no, no, don't say it. If you go back, <laughs> please don't say and it. Have a look. Like you remember it from the eighties when you were like thirteen and you were watching it and you were laughing your please, fucking dick off at Fletch. It was like it. a laugh a minute. No, you go back and watch it now. It's like a laugh like every maybe fifteen minutes, fourteen minutes. Not doesn't just doesn't. There's a few movies that just don't don't have the stamina. But that that's re- one of those ones that because I liked it then, I can yeah. still enjoy it. But if I yeah, if I saw it for the first time, probably not so much. Yeah, you. I mean, you. This there's some nostalgia there. You'll think it's funny, but not quite as funny as it used to be. Uh, but this email, this voicemail is great. So let's have a listen to our old friend Comanche Poon. Hey guys, this is Comanche Poon. I'm outside Nashville here. Love the show. Even though I do agree with Rome Show, I do not. I don't know if we can be friends, Brian, with your uh, flip flops and jeans. And uh, I'm a, a big Joe Buck fan, so I'm not sure that we can we can be friends. But love the show, love the podcast. I am a hashtag current episode, as I listened to it last night at work. I'm a police officer here, and unlike uh, Cody in Huntington Beach that did not like the PC's uh, talk, uh, the gentleman in the backseat of my car last night as I was listening to the current episode uh Loved the PC's talk. He was, uh, he was drunk though, and, and was going to jail for DUIs. He loved the PC's talk. So, uh, very interested in the podcast. You might have got a new listener once he bombs out and gets out of jail. See you guys. 
Love the show. It, it would be difficult, despite the fact that, that Comanche Poon says that he and I cannot be friends based on my fashion acumen. I might have to say this could be my all-time favorite voicemail to the program because Comanche Poon is a cop and he is indoctrinating the citizens of greater Nashville against their with, will I love with <laughs> the baller lifestyle this is the best. podcast. That is the best. And he's, he's spreading the baller lifestyle gospel one drunk dipshit at a time. Just uh, Comanche Poon, very, very pleased with you. Excellent job. Thank you very much. And, I, and uh, this, the question is begged, Ed. Has Comanche Poon ever arrested our other favorite correspondent, Wayne in Nashville, who last week gave us a head, heads up on what it's like to do time? <laughs> That's a great point. I, I wonder if they know each other. Wow. That would be that would be like the man with no eyes and uh, cool hand Luke listening to the same show. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> but th- I never uh-huh. thought about that. That like cops could probably play whatever shitty music. Like if sure. you just hate a criminal, like why wouldn't you just put on "My Girl Wants to Party" all the time on repeat just to yes. fuck with them? Yes, yes, that's a great or anything by the Dave Matthews. Band. Oh. The problem is that yeah, you'd have then to you're just to gonna that. drive into a ditch. Yeah, but yeah, the one be, thing you problem. know. I, I do love that voicemail, but the reason why I, I, I'm i still a little nervous about him, I mean, can you trust a cop that admits to liking Joe Buck? That is a problem. I mean, he that has is, access that is to a issue. weapon at all times. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, uh, Joe Buck, like, no one likes Joe That's Buck. The you problem. can be indifferent to Joe Buck. Like, there's nothing to like about him. He doesn't do anything likable. He just right. says what's happening in the game in a very monotone even right. just boring fucking fashion. It's, like there's not no one could be a fan. That's of the his. thing. If you're a fan, you really like him. That tells me maybe you've, you're a little off. Yeah. So, but yeah. but you I, know, or, but keep playing for criminals. I'm 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 very thankful of that. But there's something off with somebody who's who likes to just identify themselves as a fan. Uh, okay. An email, Ed. Okay. Um, gents. Just a couple of things I thought needed proper recognition. One, the Facebook page. You've really stepped it up lately. All great stuff. The Benjamin Franklin is changing the game guy was an unexpected treat. It's actually Benjamin Franklin is killing the game. Uh, I'm assuming he was raised in the home of Minister Pete Nice or MC (laughs) Search. He's definitely got that vibe going for Yes. Very urban. Also, more Johnny Depp as pre- presented by Ed Daly. Delightful. Thanks. Your pal, Rome Show. Weird that Rome Show sent an email without openly taking shots at me. Oh, that's right. That's that was what got me to, to follow him. Yes. Is he? Oh, oh, are you following? Oh, I think I follow him too. I think we both do. Uh, yeah. Rome Show. Appreciate it. Of course, if you're not following us on, he's referencing our Facebook page that we have for the show, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. And this week, Ed forwarded me a link that I posted to the Facebook page of a, a sideline interview at the Rangers, that Game 7, the Rangers, just prior to Game 7, the Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning. Some guy was on the ice, and it was, I'll, I'll just say this. The best. It was, it was the greatest sideline, like, 
sideline reporters have no, there's no purpose for him. I hate when they go to him in every game. And this guy made me completely rethink that because he was by far the most interesting sideline interview I've ever seen. Because it had been, it had been many years since the uh, Joe Namath, Susie Culver interview. Like we, we had gotten zero content for like what, eight years Yes. 10 years? Yes. Like it, yes, it's been a while. Maybe more. But we've, we've got it now. Benjamin Franklin is killing the game! Yes, Benjamin Franklin is killing the game. Uh, yeah, go check that out on our, our Facebook page, and, and thanks for that, Rome Show. Uh, okay, Ed, what bottom line, this is a sports show. We talk sports on this show. It's a sports talk show. We're the sports show of record. Everybody fucking knows that. Yeah. People, people want to know about sports. They come to this podcast. It's called The Baller Lifestyle. They wouldn't even know what's going on if they didn't tune in. That's exactly right. So tell me, Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? Well, the big news of the week is that the United States came to the world's rescue and busted up crooked FIFA. And it's been discussed somewhat, but let's just get into a little bit of how this all, the first domino fell. Break it down for me, because I'm not a soccer, what you would call a soccer fan, Ed. Nor am I. Okay. But there was a good piece, I believe the Daily Beast, there were a couple of people talking about it, but um, there was a corpulent corpulent soccer dad named Chuck Blazer, and, and I, from Everything I can gather, that's his real name, Chuck yeah, Blazer. Chuck Blazer, yeah. He was the general secretary of FIFA's Confederation of North Central American and Caribbean Association football. Yeah, this guy This guy was. was just like a regular soccer dad. Yeah. That like, Late 70s. Yes. He was, he was the soccer coach to his six-year-old son yeah. in Westchester County, New York. And somehow just like worked his way up in the yeah. FIFA ranks. Yep. It, it led – somehow it led to a, an association with FIFA and that – Association eventually led to him reaching over uh, to be over 450 pounds and needing the use of a motorized scooter. He went from like a trim guy to a guy who needed a scooter. Uh, so over the years, Blazer built the following to FIFA: an apartment in Trump Tower, a second one next door just for his cats, yeah. more luxury apartments in the Bahamas and Florida, credit card charges topping 26 million dollars, another tw- 20 million dollars in his pocket private jet jet usage which was once featured on chuck blazer's blog travels with chuck blazer and friends yeah in which blazer was seen on a plane with nelson mandela he had private meetings with famous world leaders like vladimir putin in which putin called him uh he said he was a doppelganger to karl marx which that's true. that's that's not a compliment he, but, he had a long gray hair and a long gray beard and regular fees at the finest restaurants in the world. Now, Blazer's association with the crooked Jack Warner, the dope who everybody saw the story that he confused the onion with real news. Um, he, this led to more questions, and eventually the FBI pinched him and, and brought down multiple executives. And then today, it led to the re- resignation of Sepp Blatter, which I don't know how people aren't just doing full exposés on who named their son Sepp Blatter. I don't. He's also like got that sort of Bond villainy thing where you can't tell what country he's from. Right. Like he could be from anywhere. He's like an indeterminate um, of indeterminate origin. Sepp Blatter. Yeah. He, it, it says Switzerland, but I don't know. There's something else going right, on there. Right. But ultimately, this guy got busted because the guy who confused the onion with real life 
was caught with an envelope with money falling out of it that said like FIFA on the front. Yeah, they, they, um, they were getting they were getting bestowed so many bribes that they were literally dropping money as they walked around. Yeah, like in front of a guy, a Bahamian guy who actually was playing by the book books, right. and like he was like, "All right, I'm reporting you," and and they all pinched him. But anyway, the big question from all this is, Brian, what what grown man admits to having cats? Not only did he have cats, Ed, he had they had their own apartment, and yeah. it was in Trump Tower, and it was six thousand square feet. Jesus, like that's a fucking palace. So his cats could live next door. But imagine what it was like in there. It was probably a bunch of those cat trees. Oh, just scratching posts. Yeah, yeah, those things that they like climb around on. And here's the thing about cats. You put out a box with some sand in it, and what they do is they'll take a shit in the box. And so yeah, a basic cardboard box with sand in it, it yeah, would be fine. Yeah, they have boxes of their shit just laying around. Like it was just a shit and piss and cat tree apartment, 6,000 square feet. Like, what kind of fucking maniac has such a place? And, he, I mean, he has to, yeah. on his motorized scooter, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't get out much. No. Um, but when he does, I mean, just he's to, just being to flown go, around the world. Yeah. yeah, just to go to restaurants and get yeah, to, wined and dined. He's going to pass enough like plenty of homeless people and I, i'm not saying look mm-hmm. i don't I, we've talked about it. i i don't i don't do my best with homeless people i mean you bought I've, a guy a beer i thought that was pretty nice of you i ch- chinsed him on the beer but yeah, yeah a little bit but uh but i mean he's got an apartment for cats that's costing just insane amounts of money and like mm-hmm. he and he's not serving any time because he's just the whistleblower he's the guy mm-hmm. that they pinched and so he's he gave everybody up but like this asshole is free to to wheel around uh, the earth free. Yes. Well, I mean, not, I'm at 450 pounds, like, how much time do you think he's got left? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's sort of built his own prison, hasn't he? I mean, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's, uh, but my, my favorite thing from the FIFA story, Ed, is one word. What? America. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, we bail everyone out always. Yeah. Or... Oh. It's like these shitheads are running around. They've literally been getting fat on bribes for 20 years, and everyone knew it. Like it wasn't like any, you know, they're like, hey, cut Russia got the World Cup, and everybody's like elbowing each other in the ribs. Then, then Qatar, Qatar gets the, this, it's 120 this not, degrees. This is not our sport. We, no. This is so far down no. the U.S. priority list. Everyone knew that these guys were taking bribes and no one did shit about it. So we, and by we, I mean America, not me. The good we, guys. The good guys had to step up and handle it. Does Ed sound familiar? Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard this uh, yeah. record once before. Yeah. Hey, hey, France. Hey, England. Appeasement. Remember that? We saved your mm. ass then. We saved your ass from FIFA now. Germany remembers. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. We're in there. And, and hey, Olympics. You guys paying attention? The arm of the American justice system is long, and its hand is swift. 
<laughs> we're going to get you guys too. Uh, yeah, good story. Ed, what, what else is going on in the world of sports? Former NBA journeyman Chris Gatling was arrested this week on charges of fraud, aggravated identity theft, and forgery. Essentially, the man who played for eight NBA teams in 11 years ran a massive online credit card scam. Gatling met a fitness studio owner in Scottsdale. I'm sure there's not many of those. Right. On an online dating site and told her he ran several online businesses. He then convinced her to charge to charge credit cards through her business on the promise that she'd take 10% of the profits. Of course, the money never came her way. She was out 90 grand, grand and the fitness studio had to close. Character witnesses might be a little tougher to come by in this trial because Gatling is currently on probation for squatting in a vacant house and trying to rent it out two years ago. Brian, on a scale of one to Napoleon invading Russia, how dumb is entering a shady business arrangement with a man famous for wearing headbands and being thrown into every other trade? Okay, two things. I like that he got this broad to absorb 100% of the risk (laughs) on what was clearly a shady-ass deal for 10 cents on the dollar. Even, even the dumbest fitness studio owner and there have been many dumb ones of course like dixie carter when she married philip drummond there are a lot of who could forget that was that was the golden age of aerobics she's an aerobics instructor (laughs) exactly but yeah just that's it's the shadiest deal ever and we're supposed to feel bad for her listen i'm not cool with what chris chris gatling did to a million other people just this one this goes under the Ben Franklin, a fool and his money are soon parted. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, I've seen some else. I, the, the deal's at 50%. Like, I'm taking all the risk. We're splitting the profits of this dickhead. You bring me the rubes. I want half the money. And it's 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 2015, or maybe they got into this arrangement 2014 or 13. Yes. Just Google him. Right. And two years ago, he's renting out a house that he's squatting. Like, You'd be like, nah, there's something odd about it. Or if you Googled him and be like, oh, he was just a guy that no NBA team wanted to keep around longer than uh, 75 games. He, it, well, yeah, especially because they met on an online dating site. And I think that's Yo- like rule number one. You're about, you you're first go on your coffee date, you go to Starbucks, you get the person's name, and you Google their ass to make of sure they're on do. the up and up. Um, and you mentioned the headband thing, Ed. This guy. Yeah. Wh- I saw the guy's mugshot, and they're like, oh, former NBA player Chris Gatling. I'm like, are you sure? Like, yeah. how come he's not wearing his headband? It's equivalent of, like, wearing a mask, right? Yes. It's him without a headband. It's like he's just a, a, a six-foot-seven yeah, If you're Cliff Robinson or Billy Owens, and you're known as a guy who rocks a headband for his whole career, then you got to tarry up for every post-playing career public appearance as well. Otherwise, it's too confusing. Like, how are you supposed to tell these guys apart? That's right. They let Marv Albert take the mugshot with the hair. Damn right, they did. Because how would you how how would you recognize him otherwise? They should have said, "Hey, I know what you're trying to do. You don't want to look guilty in all these pictures that are going to circulate on the internet." Like. Put on the fucking They let Phil Spector take his wig, or they made Phil Spector take his wig off, and none of us have recovered from that. I'm still. I mean, that looks like a wet cigarette. That picture. Okay, Ed. Quiz. We've been doing quizzes lately. Uh, Chris Gatling played 10, 11, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 11 seasons. Yeah, 11 seasons in the NBA. He played for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 teams. Uh, I can probably name. Career earnings. Okay, do you want to, can you give me four of the teams he played for first? 
Mavericks for sure. Yep. 96, 97 Mavericks. Nets. That's right. 97, 98. He went from the Mavericks to the Nets. That's two. Uh, Did he play for the Utah Jazz? Did not play for the Utah Jazz, unfortunately. No, Ed. Not on the Jazz. Miami Heat? Miami Heat. That would be three. Yes, you've gotten three. Okay. One, two, three, four. Three of the seven teams. One more? You want to give me one more? Golden That's State Warriors? right. He played like five seasons for the Warriors. Chris Gatling yeah, was actually a pretty good player. Yeah, he was solid. He, he, was, he was the throw-in for, because I think he was making good That's money. Like, and so like they were moving him. But I think he was like a skilled offensive That's player. That's my next question. This guy, Ed, this guy should not be robbing people for 90 grand. He should not be squatting in houses because he made much, much, much okay. more than most people will make in their entire lives in, during his 11 years in the NBA. What were the years? What were the, he, like, what was the he start? He 91. He came in the league in 91, so, the 91, 92 not season. Quite, not quite the explosion. It was just starting right. to take it, off to crazy he re- levels. retired in 02. 91 through 02, okay. career earnings, Ed. What would you, what would you guess that Chris Gatling's career earnings in the NBA was? Never, never a star, but always on a team. Nice long career. I'm gonna say he made forty million dollars. Uh, a little, little high. Twenty nine and a half million dollars wow. over eleven Th- years. That guy in this day and age, he would make. That's 40. Absolutely. Oh yeah, much more. He'd make. He'd make sixty, 60. or eighty. He'd yeah, he he topped out in uh, two thousand and oh one with the Cavaliers, where he made a cool five point five million dollars. Whoa, yeah, that's good money. Uh, sorry, sorry that things haven't worked out for Chris Gatling. <laughs> Or the or the well, I'm not as sorry for her because she's real stupid. Like he he worked it. Yeah. He the the thing is, and this yeah. is this is always with people that do scams like this. Got to be pretty smart to scam people. And if you just channeled that energy towards legitimate business, you would make money. Back to the, the back to the Silk Road guy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That guy was super smart. He, he like went to Penn. He could have made real change. Like he could have done something major. Instead, he just wanted to become Marlowe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Ed. Um, also, this week we we all you're a, you're familiar with the former North Korean leader Kim Jong Il. Of course, yeah, everyone. He knows. was the un, un. Well, no, no, the the one before him. Oh, Il. yeah, the Il dad, dad Un's yeah. dad, Kim Kim Jong Il. He was the guy that starved his people. He imprisoned dissidents in labor camps and generally kept North Korea in the dark ages. And my favorite fact about yeah. him, this is my favorite. He his claim yes. and like it's reported in in like North uh, Korea. Reed in Houston will his, like this. His best golf score for 18 holes was I'm not sure the exact score, it was south of 30 though. Right. He was it was like a 25. Yeah, I th- he shot some so he had like like a good 15 17 holes, holes in one. one. That's right. He he basically made a hole in one every time he swung the golf club. A couple times of wind yeah. got involved. Dis- but despite the fact that he only stood about 5-1 with three-inch Cuban heels on all the time. It's really <laughs> shocking. Uh, and Ed, if you know Kim Jong-il, then you know his youngest son, Kim Jong-un, who's in charge of North oh, yeah. Korea now. He sucked. Su- 
Very doughy. Very doughy. He suffers from both his father's haircut and gout, despite reportedly has bad gout, despite being like 30 years old. Yeah, it doesn't seem very no, fit. No, not very fit. He he also likes to execute his enemies by obliterating them with anti-aircraft guns at close range. <laughs> uh, these guys are pretty bad guys, but Ed, we're now starting to learn about maybe the worst guy in the Jong the Kim Jong family. Kim mm-hmm. Jong Un's older brother, who is probably oh. the biggest psychopath in the Kim Jong family. Because we learned this week that when he was passed over for the Kim Jong ruler's chair for having, quote, the warm heart of a girl. Oh. Not sure what. Is that, is that code like song and dance yeah, man? Yeah, kind of sleeps diagonally, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It gives a careful yeah. handshake. Soft, very soft hands. Uh, Ed, right. when he got passed over, he didn't get upset. Rather, he threw himself into his one true. Love. The music of Eric Clapton. No. Yes. Quote, he was seen at an Eric Clapton concert at the Royal Albert Hall, and it appears he didn't go just once. If I had to go, wait, hang on. If I had to go to an Eric Clapton concert, I'm just thinking, like, I would definitely be wearing a hoodie, and the the drawstring would be pulled, like, as tight as possible. So just, like, the eye holes are out. Well, first of all, I'd be prefontaining, and I'd be like, hey, can we go? Can we go? Whoever drugged me there, I'd be like, are are you ready? Can we go? Have you seen that? Yeah. According to NK News, he may have gone to see Clapton two nights in a row. No. Yes. That's How do do you do that? Quote from an onlooker, Ed. He was... That would be harder to do than the uh, the shooting a twenty five on eighteen. That's right. That's right. Great point. <laughs> Quote: He was having a great time singing along to all the words. End quote. In two thousand eleven, a Korean intelligence official said that Kim Jong Chul—that's his name, Kim Jong Chul—had been seen at a Clapton concert in Singapore, and in two thousand six. He was reported to have followed Clapton's tour to four different German cities. Motherfucker. Ed, which do you fear more? A sententious and barbarous ruler who reportedly (laughs) fed his own uncle to dogs or someone who openly sings along to Layla? (laughs) I I think without question, we just see what with the doughy guy was into. Um, and he's, he's bad, but like his, his pop culture sports kind of interest, like he's into Dennis Rodman. He's into the he NBA. Loves, he loves Michael Jordan. He loves something yeah. somewhat yeah. normal and American movies. They love Robert De Niro, but fucking Clapton. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's no, there's, there's no telling what this guy's capable no one, of. Yes. And the thing, the thing about Clapton, look, if you had to do Clapton for one show, you could do it. You you would be well marinated. You you could get through based on the Cream songs that are exactly like they're they're pretty yep. solid. Cream's a good band, and then this yeah, like they 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 rocked right. out. But then and then you would have the bathroom breaks. Yep. You would have you know go to go get beer when 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 you know Tears from Heaven and Cocaine oh. are playing like. I mean, like, there's some really uh, bad solo yes. songs, but you could you could make it through. 
But what if you woke up and somebody's like, all right, time to get yeah. back over to the, to the Rem- next one. It, yeah, like, it'd be like Groundhog Day. It'd be like okay. Memento. It would be like that scene in Platoon when uh, McGinley was like thinking he was about to be sent home. And like, no, 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 we're going off. We're, we're going to yeah. go back into yes. battle. And he's like, oh, I can't go. Good analogy. I can't go. Good analogy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no fucking way can yeah, I do that. No, no chance. No, not ever. Kim Jong Chul. And I'll tell you what, this story makes me actually appreciate Kim Jong Il because he knew better than to let that monster right. be in charge That's of a right. nation. Yeah. Right? Well, he fought his Kim Jong Un is the youngest. Kim Jong-chul is one older than him, and then there's one, and there's an even older one, Kim Jong-something else, who was deported from North Korea because he tried to sneak into Tokyo Disneyland with a Dominican passport. <laughs> oh, and Kim, Kim Jong-il was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? You're, get the fuck out of here. You're going to China. Like, wow. I, can't, I can't have, that's really bad for my look. I've met some of these people, the adults that go to Disney without Stop kids. It. I met, I remember I had a customer who did that, and they're like, oh, no, but it's really cool because you get to drink there. And I was like, you know where else you get to yeah. drink? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Fucking going to Tomorrowland to have yeah. a fucking no. future beer. No. Fuck you. Uh, okay, Ed. A U.S. state, Rhode Island, in fact, has blamed what it calls an epidemic of sexually transmitted diseases on hookup apps such as Tinder and Grindr. The Department of Health for Rhode Island said it had experienced a marked rise from 2013 to 2014 in a number of STDs, including a 79% increase in syphilis cases. And I thought we stamped that out in the 50s. I thought Capone was the last yes, guy to have people are still getting syphilis. State officials said they wanted to issue an alert to Rhode Islanders about the, num- about the issue of sexual health. Gonorrhea cases, it said, were up 30%. Gonorrhea is still a thing. Well, then, I mean, in this country, this is the first world, Ed. I mean, yeah, it's Rhode this, Island. This, this story can't be America. While, while the number of newly identified HIV cases increased by nearly a third and while the state said better testing had contributed to the rising figures the blame was also put on high risk behaviors including using social media to arrange casual and often anonymous sexual encounters ed what's more depressing that promiscuous people are racking up stds at a record clip because of sites like grinder and tinder or that insufferable people are having sex at all because of sites like Christian Mingle and GlutenFreeSingles.com. <laughs> there are probably so many websites that are matching people up that we didn't yeah. know Farmers only. were a thing. Yeah, like there, there are probably so many just horrendous groupings of people. And I guess it's a good thing in that you're – you're kind of pairing them off and getting them out of the way, but they're going to procreate. They're going to have more children. So yeah, it's, it's horrible. Um, I, I like these apps in theory. Like there are lots of people like being a single guy and it's it's been a while for me, but being a single guy, like it's pretty cool that it, like if I were in college with Tinder, Oh my goodness. The game is so easy these days. 
Yeah, there, there would be nights where you like you really just wanted to just you you your standards were going to be a little bit lower. You just yeah. wanted something yeah. to happen, and it just might not happen because it just you weren't right. in the right situation. If you just knew who. Yeah, you were just if you knew mm-hmm. who was on board from yeah. the get go. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness, but I think I think it's just it's got to be standard. You have to have a condom with these situations. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on, condoms—they are not just for sailors <laughs> anymore. Right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and me, as you know, like if I was in the game, if I was on tenure and grinder, I would have lots and lots of Magnum brand condoms. Because those are the kind right. I would carry. I would need <laughs> those Magnum condoms. And if you ask me, if you're like, hey, I just hooked up with this chick. Do you got a condom? I'd be like, oh, yeah. Let me give you one of my Magnum condoms because that's my thing. Who's, who's, the, guy, who's the guy from Twitter that uh, – the Nardvark. Yeah. Brian the Donaldson. Guy who, so funny. Yeah, the best. Um, I remember he had a, a tweet a long time ago. It said, Magnum condoms are like hammer pants for my cock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, you know, as we've established, we are a very gay-friendly show. Absolutely. And uh, I I have known and have family members that are gay. Right. And I, the, one, the one thing, the problem with gay guys is they're dudes. Yeah. And they're... And they're awesome, and it would be it would be fun if you were gay. Like it's fun because like the green light is on. Yeah, no one says no. There's no one that's but, like I don't know. But, I'm not. but that's yeah, that's gay. the gift and the curse kind of thing. Yeah, because like, they're both guys. It's like no one's like I don't. Are you gonna like me? Like do you do you really have feelings for me? Like all that it doesn't matter because they're both guys. He was like, yeah, if it's on at a bar, like you might just go to the bathroom and like yeah. It's it's on, but yeah. the problem is. I mean, like, it's you know, it's easy. It's better to picture that when it's not two dudes, Ed. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, dudes are dudes, and when both of them are like that, like you're going to have a lot of bad decisions when it comes to protection yes. and that kind of stuff. That's like, true. The story is not surprising, but like, yes. yeah, you've you've got to. It's it's cool that everybody can fuck all the time, but like, you've got to be careful. Absolutely, and we've said it before, and I'll say it again: long-standing invitation want to interview some gays we would like to have a gay on the program to answer all of our questions about gayness and also just yeah yeah they're cooler than heterosexual people yeah we we want we want to know how to be cooler i'm into the gay lifestyle they have no children they have robust incomes can you imagine just no children great taste great like gays got it figured out uh okay ed yeah it's time We've talked about everything we need to talk about. We got to get in to the hottest new segment of the show. Of course, I'm talking about the million dollar baller battle. There you go. Uh, okay, Ed, last week we talked, we, we had a contest. We, we discussed in a contest of who could do the most push ups. For a million dollars, would you take the guy that wore a shiny blue dress shirt to the Dodger game where he videotaped himself catching a home run in his blue and white glove? Or the anti-gay, gay pastor who announced via grinder that he wanted to top some bros? Mm. I understand there's a shortage of tops right now. Um, I can't we, believe that. I still can't believe that one. That's what I've heard. Uh, we need a gay on here to talk. I've, that's, that's only, I only know what I've heard. Um, we had some people weigh in. First, 
Mark the Nomad. Let's hear what Mark the Nomad had to say on the Million Dollar Baller Battle. Ryan, Ed, Fancy, how's it going? Wanted to uh, give a quick response to your Million Dollar Baller Battle this week as to uh, who would have more push-ups, the Michigan preacher or the gentleman who caught the home run ball videotaping it. I got to go with Travis Rogers on this one. Um, I mean, I assume it was Travis Rogers. He said blue shirt and gone at the game. I think uh, Travis has all the tools necessary to beat that pastor in a push-up battle. Um, I know he's carrying a little bit more weight, but uh, at no point in his life has he ever cuddled. Thanks. Uh, okay, M- Mark, the Nomad referencing um, – I mean, it's yeah, con- that, that, that voicemail – and I, I love Mark, but that was a little inside baseball. I didn't really understand it. Right. Well, he what he's saying is friend of the show, Travis Rogers, is known to wear a blue shirt. So, and the guy, I mean, I feel like I've already explained too much. Uh, yeah. The guy at the Dodger game was wearing a shiny blue shirt. So, yeah, he, that's one vote. But, I mean, Travis Rogers, I'm, if you've seen the guy, the guy probably can't do three push-ups. I mean, I feel like I don't know. That's not the best reference there. Uh, okay, other other people have weighed in. Uh, the anti-gay gay pastor could do way more push-ups than the blue and white glove guy. This is based solely on the assumption that the anti-gay gay pastor wants to stay fit for his grinder profile picture. That's from Ish. And another one, Master Ballers, the only pushing that doughy attention whore with a bedazzled blue glove can do is pushing a child out of his way while he GoPros himself catching the ball to put on his sad, lonely mantle. (laughs) I'm taking the anti-gay gay gay pastor in a push-up battle because you know dude has to work out a ton trying to hide the little girl inside of him, desperate to get out. Baller Lifestyle, hashtag team current episode since day motherfucking one, signed Wes the Fat Kid. Thank you, Wes. Ed, your thoughts. You want to weigh in? Well, I think I mentioned to you a little while back, I, the, the the game has changed and when, when you go through a gay neighborhood, like I was, my doctor is in Chelsea, and uh, it, I thought it used to be just like really fit and really in shape. Gay dudes now are fucking frightening how how muscular they are. Like they're they've taken fitness to a new level. I think gay dudes could kill anyone in a push-up battle at this point. Absolutely. I I I would have to agree with that. And in this case, but the problem is if I hadn't seen the picture of the anti-gay gay pastor, he's he's looking soft. He was just a soft. He's like from Michigan or something. He was a spindly little pussy. Anyway, he, he's a piece of shit. He for for being, he was like a very anti-gay politician. Yes, like he was. He was trying his hardest to make it harder. You know, he was like uh, who Jamie Fox was trying to play in uh, Django, like the, right. the slavers, like right, right, right. The black guys meaner to blacks than than the whites. Well, I agree. Self hating. He's self hating. I I'll go ahead and weigh in. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna reluctantly take that spindly little pussy anti-gay gay pastor. The one thing he has going for him is guys that don't weigh a lot can do a lot of fucking push-ups. They're not lugging around any weight. Yeah, when you're pushing up your own weight and you have a lot of it, it makes push-ups harder to do. It's a fucking body weight exercise. And this guy looked like he went about 130. So I'll take the anti-gay, gay pastor, because I really hate that dude in the blue shirt. Okay, this week, Ed, we got another one. We already discussed Kim Jong-chul and his sickening obsession with the likes of 
decent Axeman and shit songwriter Eric Clapton. But this week, we also found out about charges being filed in a series of pedal pub attacks in Minneapolis. Ed, <laughs> are you familiar with the with the idea of the pedal pub? I I am. I've seen them, and I'm not pleased when I see them. Um, yeah, go ahead. Can you explain to our listeners it's, it's, the it's concept like, of a pedal pub? It's one of those pub. things that's good in theory, like, hey, let's find a new way to drink but instead of a party bus, everybody's pedaling, and they're like, it's it's like one person steers that works for the company. Everyone else is like drinking and pedaling, and finding themselves to be so hilarious because it's open to the public. That's exactly and, right. It's a fucking. It's like a. It's like a rolling table on a bike where and every everybody has pedal. They sit on bar stools. And have you ever been pedals. drinking and thought, you know what I would love to do? Pedal right now. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I want my fucking beer to be bumping around on a table while I'm trying to drink it, like splashing everywhere. Also, uh, who are these fucking assholes pedaling with me? Fuck that. And there's always a situation where you've got like a couple of girls in heels and like yeah. a guy and just They're a not pedaling. Of- couple of guys who are way too shit-faced already and yeah. so there's like two oxes as part yeah, of the you group. and i yeah the and, real men the yeah. hashtag heteros would be doing all the fucking pedaling it's like a table of eight and two guys are sweating yes it's really <laughs> stupid and Swig, sweating like a hooker on christmas eve it's one of these things where you and i we've both come out we're anti-pranking of any sort I mean, definitely I'm not into any kind of water balloon bombing, confetti, flower bombing, fucking getting sprayed no, with no. squirt guns. But if anybody deserves to get hit with water balloons, it might be the idiots on a fucking pedal pub. Right. Uh, so, Ed, this week the question is begged for the sum of $1 million, would you choose – a year on the road with Kim Jong Chul, and it, that means going to Eric Clapton shows nearly every night. <laughs> versus for a million dollars a year of using a pedal pub as your only means of transport. That means no options, honey. Can we're out of eggs? Can you just run down the store and get some eggs real quick? <laughs> You're not getting in your car. This is for a million dollars. And don't they, aren't they always playing like techno too? Probably. Yes. I've been, yes. It would be playing techno. Yes. You, I just got to get some eggs. Yeah. Pedaling your techno pedal. Right. Pu- you're pedaling along to dubstep. Yeah. You're riding it to work. You're fucking taking your kids to soccer practice. It's 100%. The only way you can get around is on a goddamn pedal pub. So it's up to you for a million dollars. Is it the, is it a year on the road with Kim Jong Chul and Eric Clapton? Or is it the pedal pub is your That's, only means of transportation. This is our toughest one yet. It is a tough one. Weigh in, people. Get with us. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or leave us a voicemail at 949-464-TBLS. Okay, Ed, it is time. Bachelor is in full swing. There's a gay storyline on The Bachelor that I'm sure oh. will hit. Also, there's there was a, there was a coming out. 
this weekend of sorts, a transformation that I'm uh, sure no. we will discuss. It was the uh, it was the, the biggest story in media this week. I'm sure you avoided it, so we'll, we'll update you, Ed. And uh, uh, and people have reached out to us. We're life coaches here on the show. We are happy to help you with your problems, your sex problems, your relationship problems, your work issues, your um, style, anything that you need help with, that you need life coaching on. You can reach out to us and we'll help you. And we're going to do that now. But first, we got to introduce our very own baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent. The segment is called Fancy Pop. The correspondent is called Fancy Sauce. She joins us now. How you doing, Fancy? Hi, guys. Hey, Kate. Good. Uh, all right, Kate. We got we got some life coaching to do. Oh, we, we do. Yeah, people are have reached out to us like they are like they. I love a bit of life coaching to do, and so let's get into let's this. Coach some lives. Okay, first email. Save some lives, gents. I need you to settle something once and for all. Since you are the authority on well everything, I figured it is high time we sort this out. I'm talking about manscaping, keeping the nether hedges tidy. Where do you come out on this? The world needs to know. Also. Unrelated, all these pretenders can just stop. I have been and always will be. Hashtag team current episode and the baller lifestyles number one fan. Sign wow. West the Fat Kid. West the Fat Kid militant in his yeah. earnestness that he is the number angry. one fan of the show. We, we good, love you, Wes. Good the for fat you, Wes. Uh, okay. Does, do you guys want to weigh in on this? I'll, I'll, I'll have the I'll final word. As I do. Well, okay. <laughs> Kate, do you, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts on manscaping? Right. I like I like it trimmed. Really neat, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Well, like I don't need a lot of extra hair down there. Right, right, and that's that's the woman's that's one woman's perspective, and I can appreciate that. Uh, Ed, your thoughts? I I think the strategy is to see what you can put up, what what the uh, significant oh, other man. can put up with. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put it at that. Like let's. So let's if see, no one like, if no one says anything, do nothing. <laughs> Absolutely, right. right. <laughs> And it's and these days with Tinder and, and Grinder, when you're as charming as me, right? It doesn't matter. Who needs do it doesn't matter. No, but I mean, I'm I'm not a hairy dude, right? Like if you look like you've got buckwheat and a four figure leg lock, that's right. Then you, you got to do, do something. something. About it. But like if you're not a particularly hairy dude, like let's 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 still remember that men can be men here. Okay, I I I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, my thoughts, first of all. We need to lose that term manscaping. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, I'm okay with cleaning stuff up. It's a little like too. Taking care of your hair. Down hetero there. in the other but direction. But the term manscaping, it seems that, like creative facial hair kind of Yes, thing. that I don't approve of. It's very sex in the city. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Ed, not a super hairy guy. I like to be clean, though. I like to clean things up down below. I assume that's what he means. Like, Everyone of just, course that's what he means. Yeah, yeah. Just like I don't I don't shave my chest or my armpits or my legs or anything. I think that's Thank if, God. I think if you're rolling that into the manscaping debate, that's a whole other topic. Those guys have deals. Like yeah, I, mean, I can't get into like the Like if you're stuff. if you're riding in the Tour de France or you're racing Michael Phelps for the fucking gold medal, right. go ahead and shave your body. For sure. If, but if not, you're sorting some stuff out. Yeah, be, yeah, you're either a sexual predator or you're there's something you don't want to admit to yourself. Um, but as far as your genitals, guys, you're going to be presenting 
hopefully presenting your genitals to someone to look at and maybe touch and maybe do even more too. So why wouldn't you want to present them in a way that gives them their best foot forward? It's the same reason. Yeah, you, aesthetically pleasing. You, you're going to a job interview. Do you, do you put on your fucking flip-flops and your cut-off sweats and your torn-up fucking college t-shirt? No. You put on a fucking suit. And you, you go online and you figure out how to tie the best knot and you tie the best knot of your best tie. Because you want the fucking job. You're saying presentation matters. That's right. I'm saying also trimming it back yes. is going to make it look bigger. That is all. That was my next point. Good thoughts, Kate. You also want it to look, give it its maximum <laughs> size potential. So trim all that hair. So hiding around. it in a bunch of pubes yes. is not the best way right. to go. I'm not saying you need to go to the skin. Although there's nothing wrong with doing that. What? But well, you look like a second grader. But well, like an animal. But what you need to do is clean up and show it off in its maximum abilities. Like make it look as good as it can look, and also like you got some hair growing on the back too. Take care of that. That's all I'm saying. Well, but couldn't the flip side be like you know how guys with a weak chin tend to grow a beard? Right. Yes. Yeah. Hide it. Just yeah. hide it. Hey, Just you, grow. You know, throw a little garnish on the plate, and you might not notice everything going on. Grow, grow a big blackberry thicket, so it, <laughs> it can't be seen inside there. That's hey, that's a, that's another thought there. But uh, I, I second that. No one, I, want, no one wants to see a hairy ass I am, back either. I, that's right. I am for cleaning it all up, but I'm definitely not for calling it manscaping. Thanks, number one fan, West the Fat Kid. Okay, next question. This one's a little bit longer. Hey, hashtag heteros, I am in desperate need of some life coaching. Last year, I began working in an office setting, sorry, dude, where it's just me and three other dudes for most of the day. Two of the three guys are completely normal, ball busting, give you space, and only talk to you in absolutely necessary kind of guys. The problem is with the fourth person in the room who happens to be our boss, This man might be one of the most socially awkward people on the planet because of two reasons, extreme insecurity and overinflated ego. Those two things are a dangerous, volatile mix. Problems. Mm -hmm. Number one, every pair of pants this guy wears has pleats. Whoa. Whoa. What is it, 1991? Am I wrong for thinking this is one of the first signs of I'm dealing with the sociopath? That's a federal watch list kind of thing. I'll answer for the group. No. They they haven't sold pants with pleats in years. Very out of touch. I'd be cooler with him driving a Miata than than having pleats. He probably does. Two, he says the opposite of everything we say, but he really means it. He's not being a contrarian. Example, me. I'm a terrible dancer. Guy two, oh yeah, I can't dance for shit either. I don't dance in public. Guy three, same. It's embarrassing. Boss, I'm actually a really good dancer. Women have told me that I'm exceptional at it, and there's usually a line to dance with me at weddings. Awkward silence. This is bullshit, and even if I were a good dancer in a room full of dudes, I would sure as, I sure as hell wouldn't tell them that. No. Of course not. Of course not. No one's ever been good at dancing, by the way. Right. Michael Jackson. Uh, shit like this happens almost daily. He says something that stops the record and makes normal time passing conversation almost impossible. 
He doesn't know what his job is, so he's constantly meddling in all of our jobs. Micromanager, but also blame shifter if something goes wrong. That's a lot of bosses. Mm-hmm. Number four, when things are tough, he gets really loud and angry. He just starts making the room extremely awkward. That, I, I think three and four aren't as big issues as one, one and two. How do I deal with this fucking alien of a man, especially since he, you know, can fire me at a moment's notice if I pop off? Sorry for the novella. I know you guys appreciate brevity. P.S. Please delete my voicemail. I'm ashamed of it. We already played it. Thanks. <laughs> Your super fan, Mark the Nomad. Good going with the P.S. Oh, Mark. Mark. Okay. Mark, um, Mark. Whose who's thoughts? We'll start with Kate. Kate? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know children that behave like this, right. that claim they're really good at stuff that they're not. Um, and it's awful. Yeah, you got to beat them it's, down. Well, it's painful. You got to confront them. But he can't do that because it's his boss, and if right. he shames him or embarrasses him in front of these other guys, there could be dire consequences. That's right. So you're just going to have to go with the ha ha ha, yeah, right. response Ed, like every time. Add your thoughts. A couple things. One, uh, the, the quick thing about you respecting your coworkers, but not your boss. Those coworkers aren't, for the most part, they're not going to do a whole lot. It's nice to have good coworkers. But if if they get promoted over you, you're not going to be all that cool with them. That's right. Um, if they leave to get another job because they're trying to better their situation, which will happen, you know, just people are moving and stuff. You can't get too hung up on the people on the same level as you. That's exactly right. That That's boss, good you, have, you, you have to assess, one, do you have a, a situation where you could move up? If you see yourself leapfrogging or getting on that guy's level, if you're not seeing it or if you're seeing this guy is going to hinder you, it it this is not the old days where like you can uh where where you can just put in your time and you're going to get promoted like that doesn't work. It's much better to switch companies if you That's can right. find a better deal. Um the other thing I would say is I've had I mean everybody's had shitty bosses. I had a a boss when I worked at a restaurant that used to sometimes steal our tip money. But the cool thing was he did mountains of blow and I would catch him at it. And, <laughs> and then he would give me like wooden wooden nickel things that were worth $5 at the restaurant. So in college, I would be flush with $5 wooden nickels at the, oh, the, the restaurant money. bar. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so what I would recommend is, you know, just catch your boss doing coke. That's and then, great. then you're fine. That's I, I mean, that's I everyone's dream. That's great advice. Um, I'm, I sort of agree with that here. What you got to do is, unfortunately, fuck those other guys. You got to sort of turn it into a game where you're just like throwing shit out there just to see what the boss make it says. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it fun. See how he reacts. Don't let it grate on you because it'll just fucking drive you insane. And what have, you got- have a wagering, right? Yes. Like you were saying, put it out there. Like what if you're cool with your coworkers, like. Get twenty bucks on what his response will be. Whoever's that way, closest Mark, wins. You can really when you laugh at him, you're really laughing. Yeah. Like you don't have to fake yes, the laugh. Exactly. And just see how he responds and then you just roll with it. Like make it fun. Make just be like, hey, sick pants. Over boss. the top. High five. Yes. Him. Get all into it and have fun with it because it's you're only gonna make yourself more miserable. And the short answer is to quit. Yeah, get you're another job. To, you're supposed yeah. to quit. Yeah, you live in Florida. Get another job. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? We did our life coaching. We helped some people out. Yeah, we we love doing that. So any sex and relationship, any kind of work, issues, style, manscaping. Let us know. We're, yes. here, we're here to help. Nomenclature, like anything you want to know, ask us. We'll sort you out. 
but we need to be sorted out on stuff we don't know about. Yeah, let me sort you out. The big story of this week is obviously Bruce Jenner's debut of Caitlyn on the cover of Vanity Fair, which some are saying must might be the most socially important cover of our lifetime. Ugh. What did you guys think of her and her chosen name? Just good photography. Yeah, well, let's Annie let's let's, let's, let's pump and the Vanity breaks. Fair through all the money at this photo shoot. I'm, yes, I'm guessing in real life. This he, is like she as might good, not appear as feminine pun, as she. Pun, on these the photos are as good as someone can possibly the, look. These make Playboy look like gritty Polaroids. Like yes, this is yes. the most airbrushed thing in the history of time. Yep. And let's pump the brakes on the gorgeous and like right. poor Jessica Lang. Everybody starts yes. saying yes. Caitlyn Jenner looks like Jessica Lang. She's like, oh, what a what a compliment. No, it's not because this no. is not this is not. Jessica I was Lange. thinking far yes. more handsome than Jessica yes. Lang, more like Candace Bergen vibe I was getting. Yeah. Right, right. And also not a compliment to Candace Bergen, but yes. And Brown. All right, so we had the big reveal with this name. Right. Caitlin spelled okay. with a C A I T L Y N. Yes. Now I know people love to rag on black people's names. I know white people are out of control. White people, are, white people are out of control, and this is what a shithead in this day and age does. And they yeah. start replacing Ys with everything. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. And I met somebody this weekend, a kid this weekend, the name Preston with a Y yeah. in the second syllable. No, like Just this, now. You know, it used to be when we were – remember when we were kids and we learned the vowels, right? A-E-I-O-U yes. and sometimes, sometimes. Y. Sometimes. Now, shitty white people are making it always Y always. with that vowel. Like a rule. Um, in my in, girl, I'm not down with it. Girl in my daughter's um, gymnastics class, Aniston, A N N Y S T Y, a double Y vowel. Aniston, That's, have you no shame? That no shame. is the most Orange County name. Easy, just go easy. Ever. Well, Orange County is like the widest place. Anyway, he chose. He could have chosen any name, literally any name. Caitlin. Caitlyn is the basic bitch name. It's also a teenage girl name. It's not yeah, it's like not a, a, it's not a sixty-five not a classy, year old woman sophisticated. No. You, pick, you pick an older woman's but name. I've, I've gone to school. Match. I've it's gone weird. to school with Caitlyn's. I'm not. I mean, it's it's not a, like a crazy name. It's the spelling that's the crazy part. It is a little. It is a little crazy for a sixty-five year old woman. Crazy. You should pick. I'm an age saying I'm. I'm. I'm not, not quite. I'm not quite as old as you, but I'm. Whoa! You know. Whoa! 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 It I does, mean, you're nearly as old as me. Match the I mean, image. I'm in my thirties. You're in your forties. But, <laughs> but oh, low blow. <laughs> but but yeah. But I went to school with some Caitlin, so it's not like it's crazy. I mean, yes, he's twenty-five years older or whatever he is. It's but, not a crazy name. Yeah. It just doesn't seem appropriate, and it doesn't match the image, and I'm bothered by it. Yeah, and. I'm I'm sure we'll find out why he chose the uh, name at some he, point. She's living her truth. No more Bruce Jenner. We with now it's only Caitlin. You Kate, go. Caitlin's you go, also girl. the Bachelorette. It's also that's the name right. of his son Brody's girlfriend. Right, that's a little weird. That's weird. Uh, okay. Apparently, though, um, Caitlin's four oldest kids refused to be a part of his docu series for E, which I thought was interesting. Yes, because they were all publicly in support of him. 
before are these the, kids um, that were on I, I know there are kids that aren't on the reality or are they yeah, on the reality no, right. these are the other kids um well, good for them a couple yeah. of previous marriages and they refuse to be on it even though they support him publicly feel, they don't want to be I on the feel show. like it'll be a short-lived thing I feel like it's going to be one season two seasons maybe I feel like this is you're going to see it I think for it's a just minute a one, and it's going to be It's over. a one thing docu like right. a one-time oh, docu series yeah, yeah. it's oh, not right it's and not then like he's M-season. then he's going to tastefully you know Drift away and not be in the public eye oh, anymore. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Stop she. it. This shitbird has been on she. TV for 15 years. She. I said this shitbird. Shitbird <laughs> could be a female. No, but before you said he. You said he's going to bow out. She. Um, she. I'm sorry. She. He, sorry. Has, gonna bow. he has thrown away his previous moniker. Bruce. And he's also thrown away all his Oh, you just clubs. said he. You just said he. Oh yeah, she, she yeah, she. Yeah, very see? confusing. You guys are both fucking she, up. She, she's I'm clo- the only she's politically thrown correct away one here. All of her old man clothes she. and her old man she, name. Yeah, she's a Right. Uh, okay, next story, Kate. This is a great story. One of Hollywood's great mysteries may have finally been solved according to divorce documents allegedly filed by Bobby Flay's ex-wife Stephanie March. Flay was apparently doing the deed with January Jones of Mad Men, Ooh, often and everywhere. Nice score. Yes. The suspicions about the nature of the relationship between Flay and Jones um, began back in 2010 when Jones crashed her Range Rover into three parked cars mm. and then proceeded to call, of all people in L.A. and the whole world, uh, celebrity chef Bobby Flay. Wow. Don't, isn't that what assistants are for? At the time, Bobby Flay claims he really had no idea why Jones called him, of all people, but nonetheless, he drove over to help her. Um, yeah. So yeah, grill, must, grill master Bobby Flay seems like a long shot to be Jones's baby daddy, right. but apparently in 2011, ABC News ran a slideshow called "Top Five Prime Suspects for January Jones's Baby Daddy." Fourth on that list of potential criminals was celebrity chef Bobby Flay. Wow! So married um, man looks like he is the likely suspect to um, perhaps being hurt because you know she's always kept the. Identity of her baby's dad a secret. She's never it's great for the kid. Yeah. I told you that, that Zan- this guy I think his name is, a, is Xander. Yeah, this guy's a monster because one time I was eating at one of his restaurants and he was one of those chefs that stood by the table and had to like ask us how our meal was and then wouldn't leave and wanted to like soak up the celebrity like we're supposed to be like oh Bobby Flay please please oh, stay really? and interrupt like, our dinner. He was already famous. And he came oh, over to your table. This was like one of those celebrity chef restaurants. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he was, he was uh, just bothering us. So, um, yeah, sounds about right. He, so I, I believe he would do bad things. Ego. Let's be honest, though. January Jones is a fucking score. Like that is a score and a half for that. Dude. She's fucking super hot, and Bobby Flay is a fucking ginge. Like he's not the most handsome guy. He's a little ginge too. He's, he's, he's a wee man. Is he wee? Yeah. Yes. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah can't do well good for him like he's out there swinging it around and he's got a the thing is he's got an airtight prenup with this wife of his he reminds me of that so she's trying to drag his name who's that ginger child star who danny bonaduce (laughs) that's Uh, who he reminds me of well no he's he's nobody's nobody's when he had a reality show and he was all yes hammered or are you talking about another danny danny cooksey uh, no, oh, I don't know who's is that. that Orange, is that the celebrity ginger name, Danny? Orange County resident Danny Cooksey. Uh, Danny Cooksey was the little redheaded kid that ruined the different the show worst, Different Strokes. Did you have different sitcom, st- ca- worst sitcom character in history? Yeah, we got Different Strokes, but I don't remember. It was one. It was like the last season it. or the last two seasons. I have seen that. that. That reminds me of two things that I've only recently figured out. Yeah. Mm. 
different strokes. D I F F apostrophe R E N T. What they're saying is like different parents, diff rents. Diff rent. No, in 1978, nobody said rents. Yeah, I'm telling they you. Were, what, Did, no, what they were what, doing was- What's the apostrophe was, doing there then? Is it just like jive, early Obama? Jive. Jive. We're jive. Talking, we're talking Harlem going <laughs> no. to Fifth Avenue. Like different, yeah, man. But that's, different. But that's, the urb, that's the urban nomenclature, Ed. They, you know they, who they, we should ask? Alan Thicke. He wrote the theme song. Yes. Find, find out. Can you tweet at yes. Alan Thicke? No, Ed's got an inside source with he Alan Thicke. Okay. Yes, Ed, reach out to your inside source, I Alan love Thicke. Ed and all his inside get, sources. Get an email. Get Mr. Insider. Let's get a Mr. Hollywood okay. Insider. This is the uh, – where the different is open okay. to debate, but I would say that it's diff – apostrophe. Parents. Yeah, different parents. Right. Not okay. some kind of early 70s It only makes sense. Either okay. way, either we'll way, I've only fucking come up with that theory now, 30 right, years after right I now. watched the show. And okay. another one I've only just recently figured out in the last few months, bosom buddies. Oh, yeah, bosom as in? Yeah, it's because they, they, they had fake had boobs because they dressed up as women. they were just really good buddies. Yeah, I thought they were just really good buddies. <laughs> they were just bosom buddies. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize until just recently that yeah. it, was, it was a pun on their, mm. on their fake yeah. tits. Yeah, on also, what, how fucking stupid was that show? They, they didn't look anything like women. I'll, te- I'll tell you what, though. I saw a rerun like six months ago. No, you didn't. I did because there's some channel that plays like all like chips. And oh, all yeah, I've seen of- that. I've been watching Chips and Emergency. Yeah, you have. And yeah. I, I watched Chips and I, I was like, this show actually holds up somewhat well. There's but a lot, lot of hot 70s poon th- on Chips. There is. But what I will say about Bosom Buddies Tom Hanks was fucking delightful as just a comedic actor. He was he was just holding the fort down. That he was, was good. I mean, the show was beyond ridiculous, yeah. but like you could see that but that Hanks dude was wasn't a star. Uh, wasn't uh, Peter Scolari wasn't Donna, oh, Donna Dixon on Donna the show. Dixon yeah big fan yeah Mrs Dan Aykroyd uh, I don't know who you guys are talking okay about. yeah I don't think you had bosom buddies anyway in your country, when I went you? when I went to turn on <laughs> my phone to to uh, text my buddy about it. I, I I got the notification. I've been followed by at Team Pregame. I guess I guess somebody's listening to our podcast right. about the wedding. Uh. Prefontaine Team Pregame. Uh, okay, Gate. Next story. Um. So on to some Bachelorette news now. So this past week, ABC has been running these promos for the show, which frame two of the contestants, Clint and JJ as having this bromance, which may have crossed over into something more intimate. I mean, I saw a little some of it Baiting last night. the viewers it's into thinking the guys are hot for each other. Pretty even creative though editing. Great. This Clint had a lot. I mean, he was saying, he just met JJ, and he was saying, he's you know, he's got a lot of different levels to him. Like, stuff I've never said about another yeah. guy. Okay, go on. I think well, their names are Clint and JJ. Yeah. Good point. Basically, I think what happened is the producers were asking the guys very strategic questions, and then there was some, you know... Good editing intended to build up this broke back bachelor yes. plot. Yes. Um, however, that alpha males apparently did have a bromance because they're ex athletes who dig locker room style showers. Yeah. Um, apparently, JJ and Clint frequently took advantage of the mansion's communal shower and broke down with soap and suds and drank beers together Ed, in the shower. Ed, are you hearing this? Uh, <laughs> hey, bro. I know Clint. <laughs> if Clint could be anyone else for one day, it would be. Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, 
uh, Ed, like imagine you and I are on, we're like on some kind of boys trip or we're in some situation where we're all, where it's just a bunch of dudes shacked up. We're on like a golf weekend or something and we're in a big mansion and I'm like, uh, dude, I'm, I'm pretty sweaty, man. I've, what do you say? You want to crack a couple beers and hit the shower with me? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what There's is that? all this footage of them yeah. hanging out at different locations around the mansion, like in the hot tub together, like talking about like how turtles are really cool and like, um, doing like doing like, um, what do you call it when you jump in the pool? Like cannonball cannonballs into the pool, like somersaults and like cheering each other on. Also, I didn't like this. Clint guy was a, there's a sumo. It was a sumo themed event. Yeah, and this date. Clint dude was a college wrestler, so he was like fucking ragdolling all the other guys, just like picking <laughs> them up and throwing them. I'm like, that's not even fair. Like, no, it's not fair. A, a did, college did wrestler. JJ, did JJ bring up that his favorite movie is A River Run th- Runs Through It? <laughs> that's no, it's made with Tristan. That's his favorite movie. Like, what do you yeah. you watch that a few Clint, times? Clint, Clint, Clint said that he likes JJ because he has a lot of levels. Yeah, a lot of levels. Yeah, he likes a river oh. runs through it. Wow. So Clint oh. really emerges in this um, episode as the villain. Yes, he talks I think a lot his of level shit. Level is going down. Plays yeah. plays Caitlin for a fool. All the other guys kind of bitch him out behind his back, and it, the the episode ends in a cliffhanger of her going to. Um, Send his ass packing. Um, Meanwhile, JJ is yeah. still the biggest tool as well. And he has got some great lines. Like he's getting the best edit. And I just hope he keeps talking. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's also, I, I got a little sleepy last night. Clint, the end of Clint the episode, had the line of the night. Clint, like Clint and JJ cheers drinks at one point, And he said, Clint says, villain's got a vill. Um, no. Oh, that's pretty good. They're but the biggest douche. It's pretty awesome. I got a little sleepy before the episode ended. Um, Clint had announced that he was leaving. Did he, did he in fact leave? No, he didn't. He said, I'm really enjoying. Caitlin's not the girl for me. He's realized yeah. he's not the front runner and he's not yeah. going to win. Yeah. So he's changed his tact. So in his interviews, he says, she's not the girl for me, but I'm really enjoying my um, time with JJ. So I really need to step it up so I can get a rose and stick around so I can hang yeah. out yeah. with JJ. He wants to hang out with the dudes. Hang on, Ryan B. What what is he? What, what do we know about him? He might have a deal. Favorite movie: Sliding Doors. <laughs> we haven't seen much of him is. yet. I don't know what Sliding Doors is. I Sliding do know what it is. Gwyneth, she's Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. <laughs> oh my Sorry. god! And it's, it's two uh, realities. Like yeah. one, like when you when you make a decision. And if you'd made the decision a, a different, you know, right. way, your yeah. life would have she gone one way. So oh, you get to see. Oh, it's like both. a choose-your-own-adventure. We well, get to gay. see how both li- both decisions right. would have affected it's, her life. It's 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 like a fruity version of with Mad- choose your own Mad- adventure. Mad- what's his name? Doug Gray Doug Gray Scott. Oh yeah, Doug Gray Scott. Yeah, Doug Gray uh, Scott. Yeah. Is he Scottish? Uh, no clue. Yeah, I think he might have been a Bond villain at one point. I think so too. Oh, wow, he's good. He's a good actor. Wow. Is, anyway, that's not. I, I think Ed's point is that's not any guy's favorite movie. No, no, that's should, no guy. should not be. That is not a hashtag hetero um, movie. So, I've written a bachelor recap, which will be up on the website tomorrow. I'm going to try and do one every oh, week. Yes, Kate will keep you updated. Everybody is always coming to us. They say we want more Bachelor. We're not getting enough Bachelor on the show. So go to the website, theballerlifestyle.com, and. Kate will update you every week on what's happened on The Bachelor. 
That's it, guys. That is it. Wow. Excellent job, as always, Kate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great fancy pop this week. Ed, as always, yeah. you, you prefontaine this wedding and you prefontaine this fucking show, my friend. <laughs> I didn't set the pace. Like, I'm out of gas. Like, right out of the gate, you fucking blew it up. You, it's late on the East Coast it's where you live. late where Ed is. That's right. It's way past so, my bedtime. That's right. Bed He's very sleepy. Yes, very. very. Uh, okay, so well, until next week. For Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Benjamin Franklin is killing the game.